You are listening to the Open Mic Comedy Show, recorded live February 15th, 2021, on the Colorado Comedy Show's streaming network. Get ready to laugh in five, four, three. For the show, now that I realize you don't know what capricious means. Okay. Public school. Just another one of those public school Republicans. Well, speaking of being able to get it up in time for the show, tonight's episode is brought to you by Ronan and various other places to secure Viagra safely from the internet. Uh, <laughs> if you would, please, uh, a giant round of applause for our host with the most. His name is Mr. Mike Langworthy, ladies and gentlemen. Mike <laughs> Langworthy, your Hi, host. Thank you very much. I have pages of stuff that I uh, have written down and, you know, over the years, some of it, some of it is new and sometimes I talk about it at the beginning of the show, sometimes um, I have to defend myself against the legion of fans that uh, talk openly about my tiny penis. I don't understand why that's of such interest to them, but for some reason... My attitude is, hey, so, yeah, great, fine. I don't have very much testosterone. I never have. Uh, How is that your business? Do you know what I mean? Hey, two Gen Zers walk into a bar. One of them, as the bartender says, do you have a men's room? Bartender says, yeah, of course we do. He turns to the other Gen Zer and says, see, told you they were gender neutral phobic. (laughs) (laughs) Don't patronize me. If you didn't think it was funny, just don't laugh. All right, what I meant to say was thank you. Thank you. All right, we've been working on that. You have a men's room. Okay, this is maybe this was better. You have a men's room? Yeah. Told you they were transphobic. Maybe it's fast. <laughs> this is my the last show with my hair. I haven't had my hair cut since the um, pandemic started. Uh, and um, I've been having, I've been getting my ha- hair cut and colored since I was like 25-ish. So this is the longest time I've gone without any kind of artificial stuff. And my hair doesn't look a whole lot different. I've got to be honest with you. Longer, but not a whole lot different. Um, and an answer to- like Nick Nolte, but a little multi. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Um, I look like Nick Nolte if he hadn't been drinking every day of his life since he was 16. Um, and I have nothing against Nick Nolte or Nick Nolte drinking for that matter. I just, you know, don't fucking complain when you age prematurely. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, um, huh. all right. People tell me I'm old, like I don't know that I'm old. You know, I don't get the hey, you're 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 old as shit. When I do shows, hey, look at him, he's old as shit. As if I don't own a mirror, you know, like I don't get it. Like I went to sleep one night when I woke up, my kids were in their twenties. You know, I know I'm aware, just aware. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm old. That's why I look like a cane toad. I don't 
need the information. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I'm old. So I'm not a character in the Marvel Universe. I get it now. <laughs> the villain, Grandek from the planet X, who's been around since before Barry Manilow wrote the first song. That's how old he is. <laughs> He's old is what I'm saying. My mom never wanted kids. She used to tell us that. <laughs> I don't want kids. Why do you think I only smoked when I was pregnant? <laughs> when she was carrying my older sister, she took a job in her third trimester as a piano mover. Come on, that's not a woman that wants children. <laughs> <laughs> telling people to give her the heavy end. Come on, lay it on me. <laughs> I was born at the bottom of a flight of stairs. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> Don't groan. Don't groan. You didn't have to live with it. <laughs> hey, but I kid. I kid my parents. Why? I don't know who they are. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like my mother always used to say, I don't know who your father is. Um, all right, no. These are just the things, they're random thoughts is what they are. They're, they, you know, I come across them, I say them, and then they go off into the ether, like nobody's business. But uh, the show is uh, on schedule so far. Uh, we've had a fair amount of people that said they were gonna show up who actually showed up, which is nice. And I'm looking forward to introducing them. Everybody who's on the show tonight, um, with the possible exception of one, is uh, somebody I really enjoy. Um, <laughs> I don't intend to expand on that this evening, so just think about it. Um, our first performer um, comes to us from uh, the East Coast originally. Now he lives in California. Or no, not California, Colorado. But he's been back, back East to get married. He's going to tell you all about his life. And um, I'm just letting you know that he's a fascinating man. And I mean that not in a creepy way. Please welcome Evan Smith. Yeah, Thank you. Clap for him, for Christ's sake. Thank you. Happy President's Day. Um, yeah, I've been, I've actually been listening to this presidential podcast from a few years ago. Uh -huh. And it, it does these deep dives into each one every episode. And I'm learning a lot. It's pretty interesting. Like JFK's episode, you learn a lot about his health and his uh, campaign strategies. Yeah. Uh, George Washington, you learn about a lot about his actual policies during office and not just the Revolutionary War stuff. And then uh, Millard Fillmore, our 13th president, you learn that he exists. <laughs> um, I had a pretty exciting weekend. I got a haircut. Um, <laughs> but it i went to a new barber i had been going to my previous barber for about five years and so this really felt almost worse than a breakup but, um, <laughs> well like, I, I just i just wasn't satisfied anymore with with the haircut and we we didn't really have a lot to talk about and um also they went to jail so that was probably <laughs> 
like like I'm a loyal customer and I'll follow you between barbershops or in, I'll, I'll pay if you raise your prices, but it is tough to get a haircut in a place that will not allow scissors. <laughs> but um, this new barber, this it's it it's kind of like seeing someone new, and we're in that awkward phase where we don't really know a lot about each other. They ask how, you know, I like to have things done. Um, our conversation very superficial, just like job, Netflix, weather, and um, you know, you also know that when you leave, they're probably going to be seeing somebody else right after you. <laughs> um, I have a lot of friends who um, are dating on the apps or they were before COVID and, you know, they would have multiple dates uh, during the week with lots of people. I don't think I could do that. Um, I get uncomfortable when I have to pick between my two sweatshirts every morning. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, it's not something I could handle. I don't, I don't think I could handle going to a movie with someone and then talking about that movie at dinner with somebody else. It just, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know if they had seen it. Um, what else? What else is new? Um, they raised our rent in our apartment building, and so my wife and I seriously had to consider moving. You know, we debated it back and forth, but we ultimately decided to stay. Um, we really like the neighborhood, and also our friend with the truck is immunocompromised, so <laughs> it, it wasn't the right time for us. You know. Uh, we did get some new neighbors. Uh, my dog let me know that by barking at them all day last week when they moved in. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't met them yet, but my first impression isn't great. Uh, they put out a welcome mat, and <laughs> it it just seems insensitive during these times of COVID to be welcoming people into your home. <laughs> um, my, my older brother, he's about five years older than me. He's getting married this summer. I'm very happy for him. Um, I got married last summer. Uh, we don't have to talk about the politics of that in my family. But uh, as I've talked about here, uh, we planned our whole wedding and then COVID happened and we had to change everything. And now my future sister-in-law is asking, how could I uh, ever plan a wedding during COVID? And I had some helpful tips, or at least <laughs> I thought they were helpful. Um, tip number one, invite everyone you know and then uninvite all of them one month before the wedding. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, be sure to pay the caterer in full up front, and then be very polite when you ask for your money back. And uh, tip number three, just don't. Just don't get married during COVID. <laughs> all right, that's all I have tonight. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Here's a little tip for you. Um, the universe will send you signals about when it's right to do something. And Evan has given us all a, a real uh, bit of information there. If, uh, if the guy that you want to move you has a life-threatening disease or could die twice as fast from it, don't get him to move you. And it's interesting that he would be the guy that would be in the moving business when he's immunocompromised because all you're doing is touching other people's stuff. You have no idea where they're from, what they're doing, any of that stuff. I'm not saying this is funny, by the way. I'm just saying it's grosses me out. Our next performer does not gross me out. You notice how I segue? It's really <laughs> If you think about it, 
these are such lessons for you kids who are just starting out because you're watching Mozart at work here. Um, <laughs> and what was it like to open for his concerts, Mike? Um, <laughs> it, looks, it looks more like Beethoven's last movement. Hello. <laughs> We're going. Yeah. Well, that was your nice intro, Bruce. <laughs> Just saying, hey, Bruce, you can have some of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say I host shows as cows piss, which is a big, <laughs> big quote well, from Mozart. But uh, in I want to back out of this classical humor. You, uh, <laughs> oh, come on, for Christ's sake. Uh, all right. Well, then I'm not bringing Mendel's son into this. <laughs> no way i'm bringing a show business kid into this show um anyway bruce lipsky um comes to us from the other coast I, I, I don't know why i say the other coast because i'm in colorado so i'm a thousand miles from both coasts um or more and anyway he's he's funny you'll like him he's got a i don't know if that's a fake brick wall or if it's an actual brick wall or if he lives with um you know, I don't know, maybe he lives with Pink Floyd. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> he's starting his set. You know, his first joke was a shit joke at my expense. So, hey. <laughs> Love him up, folks. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I know. For that lack of respect, I could have stayed in my living room. <laughs> you're, you're probably wondering how James Cromwell get on the show over here. Yeah? <laughs> I should be hanging out in Europe with Babe the Pig. Sorry to disappoint you. You got Bruce Lipsky from Long Island. It was a designer dog named Fabio. That's the best I could do for you. <laughs> Speaking of that, you know, my wife actually just bought this dog. Spent six thousand dollars on designing the dog. You know, she carries him around like a Gucci handbag. Except that the Gucci handbag only costs three thousand dollars. <laughs> and frankly, I'd rather have the handbag. At least it doesn't need to be walked six times a day. <laughs> you know, so it's a funny-looking thing. You know, it's, it's a combination of a, a cocker spaniel and a poodle. They call it a cockapoo. The big thing about this dog is it doesn't shed. Okay, it has real hair. But she was really disappointed, my wife, when I actually got the COVID uh, last year. And, and part of the fact when you have the COVID and you're getting rid of the disease, it's called shedding. You know, so now she's got a husband that sheds and she spends $6,000 on a dog that doesn't shed. <laughs> but I told her, honey, I shed 40 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, I said, why'd you spend so much money on this dog? Well, she said, well, he has his kennel club papers. I said, the only papers I've been doing is cleaning up the ones he's pissed on every day. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when you buy a dog from one of these breeders, they ask you a hundred questions. You know, you know, what's your references? What's your financial records? Have you ever been arrested? This was a harder interview than I had at the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned the fact that she named the dog Fabio. <laughs> now, she dresses him in silk pajamas, gold collar, and he has a velvet smoking jacket. <laughs> I don't call I don't call him Fabio. I call him Houdini. Because with two wags in his tail, he's made my sex life totally disappear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And it's hard to perform when you got four legs and this extra pair of eyes staring at you. And now he wants to give me pointers. The other day he whispered to me, he said, next time try it on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's completely taken over my bedroom. He lays on my side of the bed, on my pillow, next to my wife, snoring and farting. That's my job. <laughs> I've been doing that for the last 30 years. <laughs> and, and I'm starting to wonder who the man of the house is now. I'm afraid to kick him out of bed. I think he hates me. I'm afraid I'm going to get grit, uh, growled at, bitten, and barked at by my wife. <laughs> and I don't know how, but I got the only dog with restless leg syndrome. All night long, the feet are like this, constantly getting kicked and jabbed. My wife said, how do you know it was the dog? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and really, it's really bothering me. The other day, we had a mobile grooming van pull up to our driveway. This thing was like a cabin cruiser. On the side of the truck, it said the Rough Life, R-U-F-F. -F. I got the Rough Life. $150 for a grooming session. Blueberry facial, Mosin-Core moisturizer, spa treatment. I said, why? He's always rubbing his face in shit all day and licking all the dirt's asses. I need the spa treatment for 150 bucks because my wife has been rubbing it in my face all these years. <laughs> I think I need a husband rescue. That's terrible. You know, and this dog, you know, he just had his physical. His cholesterol is 37 points below mine. He's not walking around pre-diabetes. But the good news is, none of us tested positive for fleas. <laughs> and the weirdest thing about all this stuff is, we just got invited to a bark mitzvah. <laughs> the coming of age of a dog. I had to listen to some guy recite something called an Arf Torah. <laughs> I said to my wife, I don't mind going to this thing. I can handle it. But if this thing is catered by Petco, I'm not eating a thing. <laughs> That's my time. Thank you very much. Appreciate listening. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, that Bruce Lipsky, huh? With the dogs. Um, we've got an Australian cattle dog that we rescued about six months ago. Also, not funny, just a true fact. Um, I, I, I operate on the assumption that someone in any audience I'm in is a possible biographer. So I try to put in as many facts of my own <laughs> as I possibly can. <laughs> um, our next act is not Jessica Mizra, ladies and gentlemen, but I just thought I would get started on her intro now. So, <laughs> so um, um, the uh, yes, 822 uh, is when her. And we have uh, other people as well. Um, and our next performer is someone who I did a show with just a couple of weeks ago, another uh, open mic where I was just a performer. I say just a performer. Um, I got death threats. <laughs> much better than the other act. Seems to me that people shouldn't be that kind of small. You know, you shouldn't be that small minded. Sure, I'm funnier than you. Sure, I'm smarter than you. That doesn't make me a better person. I don't think I'm a better person than you are. Okay, a little better. But not, I, I, I don't think there's a huge gap, is what I'm saying. 
death threats is kind of an overreaction. Uh, <laughs> yes, is you should probably be writing better jokes. But that's not here. That's neither here nor there. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not here to mock people who aren't here. I'm here to mock <laughs> people who are. All right. So, <laughs> my point is. <laughs> this feels a lot like my intro. <laughs> does it really, <laughs> Jessica? <laughs> During your intro, you don't get to talk. Uh, <laughs> our next performer is named Vicky Plummer. Um, and it's not spelled like the person who makes his living. Uh, doing Beethoven jokes at the host's expense. Uh, uh, she's a funny, funny lady. I like her. You're going to like her. She's from the East Coast as well. Yay. And um, I like her uh, hair color. Red has always been one of my favorite hair colors, right behind blonde and black. Please welcome, if you will, Vicki Plummer. Woo! Come, on, here, come on, let's go. Better than that. Better than that. Hey! Yeah. See, that is like the most memorable, the most memorable intro I've ever had. So I like that. Thank you very much. Um, All right. So um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about growing up up in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the the very first thought I had um, when my parents told me they were getting a divorce was great. Now we can't be on Family Feud. Uh, <laughs> not that they were planning on being on Family Feud. I mean, I always wanted to be on a game show. Um, but you know, now my mom was never gonna be able to kiss Richard Dawson. Oh, I know. It was just there were gonna be five of us, you know, my mom, my dad, my older brother, my younger sister, and me. It was perfect. We'd never get to march down to that crazy music, you know, dun, 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 dun. Oh, it was so depressing. But we were in a family feud. We were that kind of family that doesn't know how to communicate. We still don't know how to communicate. <laughs> oh, we're that kind of family. Like, um, they just didn't want anyone to know our family secrets. I mean, what kind of f- secrets did we have? But anyway, I was that kid that was always like super creative. And they would be like, Vicky, you're too loud. Be quiet. Or Vicky, eat your Cheerios and stop dancing around. Ugh, it drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah. It was really hard growing up in a family that didn't know how to communicate. So my grandmother, <laughs> she just turned 112 this year. So Yay. yeah, she is the oldest woman in Massachusetts. She's the first person in Massachusetts to get the COVID vaccine. Oh, yeah. You can oh, look at hey. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know she was still alive until three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is a family secret. Yeah. <laughs> I found out on the Today Show. You know that thing where they're like, Smuckers wants to celebrate. And then they show the picture of the old person and then yeah, they, yeah. you know, tell the name. I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth and I heard them say like, Hazel Plummer. And I was like, well, that's my grandmother. Was she still <laughs> yeah. So, and she was alive for the first pandemic in 1918. So she survived two of them. And I had to figure out that math problem by sounding it out. Like, that's how bad I am at math. I had to sit here and go, hmm, 1918, so that would be 100. Yeah, um, mm, sound that out, carry the two. That, yeah, horrible. 
Um, <laughs> the last time I saw her, I was only 10. And she used to tell us like little things that were pieces of advice that sort of sounded like fortune cookies. So the last time I saw her, she said, Vicky, don't ever tell a lie. A lie is like toothpaste. Once it's out of the tube, it creates a big old sticky mess and you can't put it back in. I was like, okay. I mean, what am I gonna do with that? I was 10. So then I was looking at her and I was like, Grammy, you wear dentures. You don't use toothpaste. You're lying to me now, old lady. (laughs) So that's my grandma. That's my dad's mother. And he has one brother, my uncle David. My uncle David is one of those guys that will argue until the, like, just keep arguing, 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 and think he's right about everything. Even if you prove him wrong, he'll keep arguing. And he's 84 and he's retired. And he said to me the other day, you know, I think I want to come out of retirement and try something else. I was like, really? What do you want to do? And he's like, you know, I think I want to be a hostage negotiator. I was like, <laughs> really? And he's like one of these guys that still says stuff like, Vicky, let me tell you why Hillary's emails are still important. Ugh. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, can you imagine him as a hostage negotiator? So I started thinking about it, and I think this is what it would be like. Hey, man, you don't want a helicopter. Helicopters are really loud. They kick up the dirt, and you can't hear yourself think, I was in Nam. Let me tell you why you don't want a helicopter for this whole hostage situation, okay? Let's actually talk about Vietnam. Now, Vietnam started way back in the 60s, like early 60s, before Kennedy was in office. So let's talk about Kennedy, shall we? So, excuse me, Mr. Hi, um, this is the hostage. You know, you're going to have to stop talking right here. Or I'm going to take this guy's gun and blow my own head off. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, he would be really good at that job because I think they'd all end like that. So, yeah. So I'll just leave you one, with one last thing. So my dad's brother, Uncle David, who I just told you about, and my dad, they are the only siblings of each other. They have houses across from each other, literally across the street. They have not talked to each other in 25 years. So that's that whole we're terrible at communication family thing going on. They can literally throw a stone, can't talk to each other. But they'll look outside the window. They'll be like, oh, he got a ride on mower, did he? It's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. <laughs> And my dad, he's the minister. He's a minister when I grew up in the town. And uh, it was really hard having a minister as the father because I got made fun of all the time. And I'd go to church and they'd be like, oh, goody two shoes. Oh, that's perfect. And that was just the choir director. Yeah, (laughs) it was awful. But the, the worst thing is my dad retired after 35 years and he came out. Not as being gay. Being gay would be amazing. I'd take him shopping, <laughs> get him making clothes. <laughs> clothes. That'd be awesome. No, he came out as being an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> My dad, the minister, <laughs> came out as being an atheist. Oh. I'll leave you that. I'll leave you that for tonight. So thank you.
Vicky, yeah. Vicky Plummer, let's hear it for Vicky. This kid. Um, show yeah. him how many people think Vicky's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of therapy. Lots of therapy, man. <laughs> She's a minister, an atheist minister's kid, uh, uh, an 84 year old hostage negotiator that just makes the hostages want to blow their own brains out. <laughs> yeah. uh, genetically sound, though. 112 year old grandma. Can you so believe anyway, that? <laughs> Crazy. I'm sorry, please, please. You were going to say something? I said, can you believe that? She's still alive? I'm like, how? No. <laughs> frankly, frankly, I think you made it up for the joke. I'll be honest with you. No, I'll send you the article. <laughs> oh, no, I will... oh, I, I'm fucking <laughs> she's, I'm sure she's really alive. And um, 112 years old. She was nine years old during the last pandemic. She actually, I don't know if she's got a memory at all, but if she has a memory, she's, she'd remember the, pan, the first pandemic. Like, yeah, she actually she was ten, and um, she can she can't hear at all, um, so she sh you have to really shout at her. But yeah. She, she yeah she she should remember it if she still has a memory. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Do you shout things like you're old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some halfway. I will send you guys a link to um, a little news story so you can see her. No, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, I just want to point out uh, Vicky is getting more compliments from our YouTube audience than either you or I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you play for pity, you're going to get that. Right. Um, uh, uh, thanks to Stacy who's watching and glad to hear. Yeah. And uh, nice to meet you, Vicky. Funny stuff. Uh, and oh, thanks for letting me make fun of Mike. That, that was very been, nice. Thank you. It's so difficult for you, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My parents. Well, anyway, well, I'm not going to talk about my parents. You deserve. <laughs> you don't deserve to hear about my parents. Um, why am I doing this? I'm not this way. Yeah, I am. Okay. Anyway, our next performer. I'm a fan. You're going to be a fan if you haven't met her before. Funny, funny woman. And uh, I can't wait to introduce her to you. Her name is Danny Rydell. Danny Rydell. Hi. Cue the grease music now. Um. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so I just uh, came from an AA meeting. It's what I call putting fresh batteries in my vibrator. <laughs> Seriously, though, I... I am an alcoholic, uh, or, well, I prefer the more flattering term, inactive lush. <laughs> I, uh, I have been sober now for two and a half years. Yeah. So, thank you. Since August of 2019. If you're doing the subtraction, I did say what I said. Sobriety time accrued in 2020 earns double points. <laughs> <laughs> because i regret every second of it <laughs> but uh no seriously it's it's been tough because i've always uh for the well for the last 11 months i've had to watch all of you discover the joys of day drinking <laughs> being fucking quarantined all day just getting mad at like everything like like the bachelor 
The Bachelor is the dumbest fucking show on the planet. Who thought it was a good idea to make a show about polyamory, but then have it be a game show where the prize is monogamy? (laughs) (laughs) And everyone who stopped, everyone who started, I should say, day drinking in the last 11 months owes me an apology for judging me for day drinking because I was just ahead of my time. (laughs) You're the motherfucker who waited until there was a universal excuse before you tried it. And then you did it while homeschooling your kids. So (laughs) what do they say about glass houses? Yeah. The day I knew that I personally really had to quit drinking was, uh, was a day I woke up and my liver yelled at me. <laughs> well, I was making myself my usual morning beverage, a Kentucky coffee. If you've never had one for tomorrow morning, try it out. The recipe is simple. It's a bottle of Maker's Mark with a bendy straw in it. And <laughs> bitch, it's 10 a.m. Do you know I do other things besides metabolize your breakfast whiskey? <laughs> I have a wife and kidneys to support. I got a day job. <laughs> mm. And I said, fuck you. We're going to go to the casino and have a Bloody Mary and then I'll quit. Anyway. My <laughs> it handled every toxin I threw at it for 13 years with aplomb because my liver is a badass and I swear the only explanation is it's got to be the reincarnation of the liver of Winston Churchill because (laughs) (laughs) damage you know who else was a fucking alcoholic though no literally every Disney princess (laughs) think about it okay think about these freaking childhoods they had right like Cinderella there's no way she's not an alcoholic now, please. Like she, she didn't need a husband. She didn't need a fairy godmother or like even a nice pair of shoes. No, 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 no. She needed child protective services. <laughs> Snow White. Oh my God. Her stepmother resorted for murder to, for hire. You don't think she's somewhere right now? Just like, like cutting herself, crying out for parental approval and shit faced on angry orchard. Oh, <laughs> 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 The only one of them who like, the only Disney movie you can watch without wondering what PTSD symptoms the princess is gonna have in her 30s is The Little Mermaid. And I'll tell you why. Her childhood was relatively normal, but hear me out on this. I actually think that she developed a progressively worse hoarding problem when the movie ended. (laughs) 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 Little Mermaid has legs now, right? She's also got a clit now, okay? So (laughs) she always did, but you know, there's a scale and and you know, there's no way she doesn't have a room in Prince Eric's castle now where she's just hoarding her vibrators. (laughs) Still singing cute songs about it. Like, look at this stuff. No, Eric massages my feet. I've got rabbits and dildos aplenty. I've got <laughs> You want Hitachi wands? I've got plenty. And then she gets them out to play with when Snow White and Rapunzel come over to all sip rosé and talk about their mommy issues. So mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you all very much. I'm Danny Rydell. Have a great night. Danny. <laughs>
Thank you for the uh, mermaid biology lesson, by the way. <laughs> so when they say this model is to scale, they mean something completely different than what I thought of. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. She gets a thank you card from the Rayovac company every year. Um, a lovely, a lovely person. Thank you. Great set. A lot of fun. Thank you. And, um, I'm going to bring our next act right on because I'm always, forever, for whatever reason, I always seem to feel like I take too long introducing him. Sukumar Vijay Raghavan. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, so when I moved to this country, I uh, moved to San Diego where I stayed for about seven years. Uh, about two months after I moved, uh, I was at a parking lot in an outdoor mall. And uh, with this guy drove up, uh, you know, he looked like uh, straight out of some Jeff Foxworthy uh, set. And, <laughs> and uh, he approached me and then started, uh, embarked on a full one minute uh, racist tirade. Um, so, so before I tell you about that, I should tell you a couple of things about me. And that is, I'm extremely behind times uh, on my uh, popular idioms and, and epithets. Now, for example, I really thought that friends with benefits meant two people with a 401k plan. Um, <laughs> and, and I also thought that Netflix and chill just meant watching a movie when you had the flu. Uh, and I thought that the Mile High Club was just a Denver sandwich. Uh, so, but, but back to the story. Uh, so he went on this racist rant, and most of it was sort of generic racist stuff. You know, for example, he, he called me a black uh, asshole. Um, I wondered how he knew. Uh, but, then, <laughs> but then he said a couple of things that, that I'd never heard of, and, and it just uh, uh, blew me away. So first he called me a, a sand N-word, right? And I'd never heard that. You know? And I was wondering, you know, how did he know I would I just come back from the beach, um, and, and, you know, and was, he, was he saying that that uh, I'm somebody? I'm an African American from Florida. No, it, it just didn't make sense to me. Uh, the other thing, so he ended this whole tirade, uh, calling me an Iranian piece of shit. So you know that that's only half right. I'm not Iranian. Uh, anyway, so I wanted to tell him it's 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 Iran, not Iran. <laughs> Though the way he pronounced it, you know, accurately described what I did next. <laughs> uh, 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 but you know, but it sort of got me thinking. This was so uh, un-American. I mean, not the racism part. No, that's everywhere. Uh, but I always thought that Americans took pride in being good at what they do. Uh, you know, with a little bit of effort, he could have been a top quality racist uh, instead, of, uh, instead of what he said. So, so I got thinking that I, our education uh, system has sort of failed these people. And I saw so I proposed a new degree at a master's level course uh, for racists and bigots. You know? So this will be a, a stringent course, not, not a fluff piece like theater major or, or philosophy major. Uh, this is going to be very rigorous. And uh, so the first year, you know, it'll be a sort of a common courses for everybody. They learn things like geography, 
like learning to spell, uh, learning to pronounce the names of the countries you hate. Uh, <laughs> for example, you know, it's, it's, it's Nepal, not Nipple, which incidentally was what uh, Trump called it last, uh, in the first year of his thing. And it's Bhutan, not Button. Uh, and then the second year, you get to specialize, right? So if you want to be a white supremacist, you take courses uh, in uh, cross-making, you know, controlled burn techniques, laundry 101 with emphasis on bedsheet management. Uh, or, uh, and, and so I think once uh, you, you do that, you, you'll graduate, you know, a, a very top quality racist. I think it's time we started investing in these folks <laughs> and start producing, you know, high quality and effective races. So that's my time, thanks. There he is. Sukumar Vijay Raghavan, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's the Rube and Rubric. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> it's true. You know, you learn one word and you just can't stop using it. <laughs> um, our next performer uh, has been coming here pretty religiously. Must be hard on the knees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That wasn't really Except Danny. I like Danny's because it was a sarcastic laugh. But anyway, um, which is what my daughter says whenever I say anything to her. Say, no, I, seriously. And she's developmentally disabled, too. So she does this. I say, I say good morning. Good morning, Elizabeth. And she goes, <laughs> that's my sarcastic laugh, Dad. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, there's no shame like being called by a developmentally disabled person that you're a moron. Um, <laughs> I'm just, it's a particularly poignant kind of, no, I've had no flop sweat that's that bad. You know, I've had people throw shit at me on stage, not that bad. Uh, people try to take a swing at me, not that bad. That's the thing you don't want to have. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know what, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Uh, our next performer is, is uh, Jeff Burden, and um, it won't be a burden to listen to him. And again, for you kids just starting out, find little ways where you can make a play on words when you introduce a guy, because no one is ever going to see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Burden, big, big round of applause. Jeffrey Burden the second. Yeah, thank you. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Hi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have been, I've been religious. Uh, about coming here, it's a, it's a it's a great time, and uh, you know, uh, you know the the on the knees comment. I I leave my wife away from the show, Mike. That's not going on. <laughs> sorry, not, no, no. Feel sorry, um, both of you. I mean, we've been married for almost seven years. That's not happening a lot, anyways. But I didn't. I don't want. No, 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 no. It's not important right now, everybody. Um, uh, my name is Jeffrey. I'm from Toledo, the glass city as it is known uh, uh, for producing glass, but you know, they got away from that. And you know, it was just a, a bunch of Walmarts everywhere. And, um, and uh, so, but you know, there are glass in the windows at Walmart. So, you know, there's that, but that's okay. Um, I'm working on that part right there. Let me may make a note. Okay. Um, guys, I, uh, I, I, I've been talking to my father uh, recently on the phone and I didn't grow up with my father uh, uh, too much. Uh, he, he, you know, he left when I was three, but, but, you know, he, 
he'll say the darndest things. You know, he's he's 73 or four uh, next. Uh, he'll be 74. And he says to me, you know, he'll say these very just poetic like statements before he hangs up the phone. He goes, you know, Jeffrey, I love you like the uh, the blue in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> water and the rain and the, and the yellow in the sun <laughs> and I, I I'm just like what about the meal in my stomach dad because I was hungry when you were gone well, where's the meal dad where's the meal <laughs> it's weird he's got this he has this um that conspiracy theory going on with the COVID vaccine. I'm kind of indifferent. I really haven't researched it, I, but I, I'm not, I'm definitely not against it, but he's like, I'm not taking, I'm not taking. He's like, you know, Jeffrey's like, you don't hear anybody dying of the flu anymore. You don't hear that happening. I'm like, dad, you worked inside of a tank in the army. You, you can't hear anything right now. So just <laughs> relax. Like, maybe you got to turn up your hearing aids, dad. Can you listen? Um, all right, it's a slow burner there. I get it, right? Okay, we're working on it. Um, so it's working right. on it. I, uh, no, this is what you do. You come here and you work the shit out. Then uh, you go someplace else and be fine. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's kind of like how I hear him handle my marriage. I try it. I work it out. I go to somebody else if it doesn't work out. No. Um, I, um... <laughs> I can't let my wife watch this video, right? No. Um, uh, <laughs> word to the wise, that's not optimal. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I've been really, um, I've been working myself a lot, you guys, you know, trying to keep up on things with this and that and writing jokes and, 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 and hanging out with my wife, taking care of the house. Uh, so I get tired and I, I got to take my naps, everybody. I got to take those naps. So a lot of times what happens is I, I got to, if I'm driving, I got to pull my car over and catch some snoozes. Well, I did that the other day. I, I fall asleep and, and this lady comes and she knocks on my window, you know, knock, knock, excuse me, sir. And I roll down the window. It's fucking freezing out. Excuse me, sir. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that there's a, there's a black man looking through vehicles and is headed your way. And I'm like, you know, is he letting, is he going to let me sleep? Because if he's going to let me sleep, I got no problem with that. I just, just want to sleep. <laughs> you know? Jeez. It's, it's, it's crazy, guys. But I, I do. I, I, I love being busy. I love hanging out with my family. I love going places with my wife. She's, 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 I, I like going places with my wife. It's, love is a strong word. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. But, you know, we, you know, like... <laughs> We, 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 you know, like we, we, they're better than holidays. Hanging out with my wife can be better than it's honestly, it's better than Christmas, better than Thanksgiving. It's better than Halloween. It's as cool as Halloween. I really like Halloween. Everybody. I really like Halloween. I, I, I was with my five-year-old, my five-year-old grandson and, and, and he's dressed like a skeleton and I'm just dressed like Superman. Right. And, and he gets free candy and I get a beer. <laughs> And some of his candy, it was delicious. I loved it. It was great. It was great, everybody. <laughs> all right, everybody. My name is Jeffrey Burden II. You all have been lovely. Have a great evening. Thanks. Oh, Jeffrey Burden. Jeffrey Burden. It's a, I think we could clap for the guy, for God's sakes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. You know, I like it, you guys. 
I mean, somebody comes to your somebody comes to your house and says anybody's looking through cars. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's, there's a white guy. There's a white guy looking through cars. And there's a large dog looking through cars. <laughs> it's a matter for concern. I don't know how the race really enters into it. A car thief is a car thief. That's all I'm saying. It's not all I'm saying, but it's the next thing I'm saying. Um, um, you know, Jessica Misra is one of our favorite performers here. And um, she's not on next. So um, <laughs> <laughs> a little thing to, to Chuck to have him interrupt me while I was trying to introduce her. And we were going to do a really hilarious, a hilarious bit, as we used to say in the television writing room back when I was winning awards as a writer. Oh, did I, did I let that slip out? Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed that I've, that I've forced you to listen to my incredibly successful life. But anyway, what I was trying to say, this performer has been on the show before. I really, I really loved her. And I like the way she uh, sets herself up for the show as well. Because some people make an effort. Some people make an effort. They put up a fake brick wall, they do something else, they stand up and have a microphone and they have cats. So we'll, <laughs> we're, you know, cats like all over the place when like when Danny was performing. So we know that even though she's not drinking, she's still going to have some kind of dysfunction to fall back on for years and years to come. <laughs> Meanwhile, here's our next performer. I like her background. I like the way she performs. Please welcome Catherine Shea. Thank you so much, Mike. It is so great to be here with you guys. Thank I've been you. thinking about presidents as well. And I'm thinking about our democracy. It's like a decades old marriage. And Joe Biden is here to save it. America's <laughs> marriage counselor in chief. <laughs> He's got advice for us to listen to one another, hear one another. Ah, oh, hell, just ignore one another. <laughs> We need Joe right now, and not necessarily because of his political beliefs, but the lack of them. We need someone neutral. Joe understands, Americans, that we are all in this democracy for the same reasons. Life, liberty, and fireworks. <laughs> in this country, we know that we've got to stick together in good times and in bad, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in sickness. <laughs> before a joint session with us biden would meet with the democrats first demi i know you'd rather be with bernie <laughs> but i can help when you greet your republican neighbor don't say die satan <laughs> just try hi carla <laughs> <laughs> then he'd sit down with the Republicans. Hey, man, I'm not going to ask you to talk about your feelings, but give me a break. Your mood swings are really hurting America. We don't know who's going to show up. The fiscal Reagan era fiscal conservative or someone in a middle age crisis who's spending the nest egg on a weekend in Vegas. We're going to start you on a daily regimen of exercise, vitamins, and one hour a day of the puppy Super Bowl. <laughs> Americans have weird political ideas because we cherry pick facts to support our ideas. 
of course my neighbor Carla is Satan. <laughs> she supports fracking. <laughs> she supports fracking, cutting taxes. And she lives at 666. Elm Street. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. Must it's, be called it's called motivational reasoning, and it works on both sides. <laughs> Carla told me she knows I'm a communist because I drive a Prius, I grow kale in my backyard, and I have this huge tattoo of Vladimir Putin on my back. <laughs> <laughs> but enough with the psychotherapy. I'm looking for a new job. And it's hard for women to find their dream jobs because uh, people make assumptions about the jobs that women want. Like Gal Gadot, she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Is she happy as a successful actress slash model? <laughs> or is her dream job in accounts receivable? <laughs> I can honestly say I've never given that a second thought. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I was watching the movie, I started thinking about this. <laughs> Even parents can crush a young girl's dreams. Imagine her parents sitting her down for the talk. Gal, we know you like math. But with a face like that. <laughs> a woman's career potential can also be cut off if she ends up in some dead end job. Like all, how do you pivot from Wonder Woman to actuary? <laughs> and a woman, when she's applying for a job, she has to hide things about herself so that she doesn't give the impression she's gonna disrupt the workplace. Like, does she carry a golden lasso? Can she fly? Does she have a child? <laughs> <laughs> Even if she got past the interview, oh, I'll time, uh, wrap it up. Even if she got back past the interview, that she still might not get the job. What are they going to tell her? I'm sorry, Gal, you're just too Wonder Woman-y. Plus, you already have a woman in accounting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Catherine Shea. You guys are too nice. It's so great to be oh, here. Thank you so much. Shea. Yes. Shea, that is so great. Hey. The whole area. You know, I came up with a bit. Yeah, I came up with a bit um, anyway a while ago about um, how the uh, universal solvent of comedy guaranteed you always make sure that you get a laugh as you end every joke with you ladies know what I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you I love it. That. So like, I just uh, I just took a job for seventy percent of what I'm worth. You ladies know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Jessica Misra, I'm telling you, she came in here and just took this place by storm. Mike, she she's terrific, and I know <laughs> you want to get right to introducing her. <laughs> um, well, I would like to get introducing her. Um, I want to point out that this portion of Jessica's introduction, which uh, began at 8:22 and is now <laughs> sixth minute. Um, <laughs> Is brought to you by another performer. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So, so what all... we're going to do is have uh, the sponsor do their set and then potentially get to Jessica Misra's wicked awesome set, which is coming up, everybody. 
and yeah, I so wanted this to be the short introduction, but you're absolutely right. Right, no, new sponsor, very excited about Jessica's introduction. I just love Jessica's stuff. And if I could just have a few minutes before she comes on to do my own comedy, then... Uh, There's potential for that. I for Jessica Misra. Those of you watching on YouTube, just know, uh, Jessica Misra, straight ahead... She's gonna in the gayest way possible, and we're gonna delay so many different. We're, we're gonna have a little party, maybe I, yeah. a little. It won't be the gayest way possible because I don't have as many options in that area as you do. So right. if, if both of us, well, you know, um, anyway, you ladies know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It always works. It's unbelievable. God, I couldn't get a job because I was pregnant. You ladies know what I was talking about. Anyway. Um, our next performer um, is somebody that uh, whose first name is an Ivy League school and his last name is the punchline for every Polak joke I ever heard growing up in Michigan. <laughs> this is full of people from the Netherlands. Please welcome, if you will, Yale Hollander. Yale. Hey. He ain't no Hollander back. Girl. That's right. Wow. <laughs> wow. You I'm ladies know what I'm talking about. One. Yeah, I'm gonna let you keep that one, Mike. Hey, hey I'm uh, I'm in St. Louis right now. It is one degree below zero outside. Uh, fortunately, I am uh, indoors in my unheated basement where it's at least 20 degrees warmer than that. Um, I, I brought I brought an electric space heater down here uh, last week to try and get some sort of of heat down here and uh, within an hour of plugging it in it had melted the outlet it had sucked so much power out it smelled so bad down here. i mean it smelled like if you doused a horse with abercrombie and fitch cologne and then lit it on fire that's how bad it is. <laughs> the, the horse is dead by the way i want to you know in this in this <laughs> illustration the horse died of old age and natural causes. So no, <laughs> no animals were harmed in the creation of this joke. But no, it, it smelled really bad down there. And then something happened and I can't possibly be the only person that, this, that does this. But my, my daughter yells from upstairs, do you smell something, Dad? And I instinctively turned the volume down on what I was listening to. I, I don't know why... I do that. Um, maybe that's just me. Uh, it's definitely just me because nobody's saying anything. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Phil Collins, um, I believe that Phil Collins is the most successful pop musician of all time. Um, hear me out on this, okay? Phil Collins's first six solo albums all went platinum despite the fact that Phil Collins's face is featured prominently on all six of those albums. Okay? <laughs> That's how good of a musician he is. People bought the albums despite the cover. I mean, that that's, look, Danny DeVito is a great actor, okay? He's, he's a really good actor, had a successful run at the box office. When was the last time you saw Danny DeVito's face featured prominently in any kind of a promotion for a movie that he was in. All right. I was in college in the eighties. Okay. I've been in my share of 
rooms, bedrooms in sorority houses. You ladies know what I'm talking about. And <laughs> not once, not once did I ever see a Phil Collins poster on any of those women's walls. So that is just a testimony as to how great Phil Collins is. It is February the 15th, okay? There are still two houses in my neighborhood that still have Christmas decorations up outside, okay? I am not by any stretch of the imagination a proponent of big government, okay? But I think there needs to be government intervention here. There needs to be some sort of an ordinance, some sort of a law to where if by January 15th, your Christmas decorations are still up, I should have the ability as a private citizen to be able to go into your backyard and steal your barbecue pit. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that that's, uh, look, if you don't care about the exterior of your house, you shouldn't care whether somebody takes, you know, your Charm Glow 6,000, okay? I, I, I want that pit, all right? <laughs> I want the option of propane or charcoal, all right? If your Christmas decorations are not down from the outside of your house by January the 30th, I actually get to go into your house and steal either a nice piece of stereo equipment or something really cool out of your kitchen. If you've got like an authentic Italian espresso machine, it's mine. If you <laughs> don't have your Christmas decorations down by the end of January. If by February the 15th, you don't have your Christmas decorations down, I get the deed to your house. Okay, you have forfeited, forfeited your home ownership privileges. I'm not saying that I'm going to move in. I'm not even going to say that I'm going to kick you out, but I own it and I get to decide when it's sold and you'll still pay the mortgage because my name's not going to be on that. It's just going to be on the deed. So keep that in mind for those of you who decide to get lazy about keeping uh, your Christmas decorations out. All right. One parting thought, um, something that I want you to think about. Every single New Yorker cartoon can be recaptioned with this motherfucker. All right, that is my time. <laughs> I am Yale Hollander. <laughs> I... Woo! Oh, well. Woo! So, anyway, um, we've been kind of having fun with Jessica because uh, she's lovely and she's, she's always a good sport about it. But I really should bring her up now without any further fun. Mike, I, I agree uh, that it is, it, we should be bringing Jessica up. But, um, the sponsorship <laughs> bit got such uh, a reception that we have more sponsors for Jessica's introduction. What you're saying is people have been calling in. <laughs> the world are calling the Colorado comedy that's, show. That's the great thing about the, you know, you people badmouth the pandemic with the deaths and the sickness and everything. But that doesn't tell the whole story. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't tell the whole story, Chuck. Right. So uh, it, uh, Hitler you know, built the Autobahn. Before right? we get to the, the sponsors, Jessica's career. Right. Before we get to the sponsors of Jessica's introduction, we should. Just point out some upcoming shows at Colorado Comedy Shows yeah. next Sunday. The Apocalypse Comedy Show presents Loose Apocalypse Sink Ships, uh, featuring <laughs> our new uh, Round Robin feature. Uh, so that is going to be a fun show. Uh, stay tuned. April 4th, the Apocalypse is going to be in space. So uh, <laughs> very fun. And then uh, some terrific charities to highlight and speak about um, before we get to Jessica's introduction. Because uh, she is so good. Uh, like 
part of her introduction just does good for the world. Um, so <laughs> perhaps so, you could speak eloquently about magic moments, Mike. I'm going to do this really quickly because we really want to get to Jessica. But the, um, yeah, I want to get right to Jessica. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Magic Moments is an organization that does um, um, special needs friendly musical theater in the Denver area. I, I with a group of other people, I, I participate in the writing of the show every year. Every, sh every show is a full length musical, all of the music of which has been taken from an ASCAP or BMI licensed song. So you go to the show, worst case scenario, you will hear all or part of 40 songs that have already been hits or that have been in hit Broadway shows. Uh, the casts range in size from 150 to 200 people, 40, 30 to 40% of them are people with special needs and they always find a useful way of including them in the show. They're not just window dressing. And um, there's an age range from four to death, basically, in, in, the, uh, in the cast. And um, the leads in the shows are all very professional and do a great job. And I'm, uh, I'm very proud to be involved in it. And my daughter is also very proud to be involved in it. And she's, um, she's been doing it for four years, ever since we moved to Denver. And we moved to Denver so she could be in these shows. That's how special they are. Um, so please, um, magicmomentsinc.org, great place to donate a few bucks. And um, in the meantime, once the pandemic is over, we're gonna go start doing live shows again. Right, and then uh, just a quick moment to say hi to Stacy, the executive director of Elevating Connections, who's been laughing and watching on our YouTube channel. Uh, Stacy and her terrific charity offer connecting events for youth uh, separated by the foster care system from their siblings. Um, so youth separated from their siblings by foster care. She also has great programming for uh, youth in systems of care. Uh, and uh, they do things like connecting events, comedy writing workshops, and we donate 10% of ticket fees, as well as our private event fees, which are <laughs> exorbitant. Um, and uh, we're happy to do that because it works. Um, so uh, that's led to mobile education technology. We've helped, uh, we've helped purchase uh, food, gift certificates, and such uh, for youth in need, uh, thanks to people purchasing tickets to great shows like this. Um, um, many of the youth surveyed said uh, Jessica's introduction, one of their favorite parts. <laughs> so, um, you know, so yeah. Jessica, uh, you know, I, I, without any further, I would just like to welcome uh, Jessica's from Chicago and she's coming into the show and she's going to be just doing yeah, and we should just point out she's always so patient about the <laughs> of her introductions. A lot of stars, you know, when people have charisma, they just they just exude it, and they don't need they don't need all that me 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 look at me kind of attention. Uh, there have been shows that I've thought, you know, maybe we just don't put Jessica on this week because we don't want her to get a big head because she's so darling now. Um, but that's not tonight. Tonight, right. Tonight she is going to do a show, and um, without uh, if the anyone who has any objections, <laughs> I should I don't see no objections or forever hold their peace. <laughs> and I do just want to point out, you can go to the Colorado Comedy Show's website if you'd like to add yourself as a sponsor to Jessica's next. <laughs> <laughs> began three weeks ago. 
Um, so, so ordinarily, people don't look. I'm cute. out of here. I'm out. <laughs> look cute and attractive in oversized glasses, but she's an exception to the rule. Please welcome, if you will, Jessica Mizra. Hey! Yay. <laughs> Wow, 8.22. <laughs> 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 this introduction started at 8.22. We've <laughs> got about three seconds to wrap up. <laughs> wow, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to blow the light. Ladies know what I'm talking about. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's actually do some jokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, I'm, I'm here live from Harry Potter's bedroom um, to do some comedy for you. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that would hit. The point is I'm in a closet. Um, <laughs> I guess I should have made an R. Kelly reference. Um, but those aren't cool anymore. <laughs> those aren't cool anymore. Uh, by the way, my biggest regret, one of, one of those things you look back in hindsight, you're like, mm, I shouldn't have done that, is when I taught a bunch of camp kids uh, sign language to R. Kelly's world greatest, you know, it just felt like <laughs> <laughs> at the time. Um, so, uh, so I, I feel like getting cheated on is like finding a spider in the shower. You know, you're just like always watching your back. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just can't trust the tub like you once did. <laughs> A lot of people think we're getting more conservative as a country and it's like yeah i think we are but you know their argument is that like oh we're getting conservative because conservative people are having more babies you know and it's like my mom's a republican and she made eight democrats um <laughs> <laughs> so i mean she's done more for the cause than most politicians <laughs> um jane should get a monument <laughs> next to bernie or at least to me um <laughs> I um my friend told me she has straight pubes. Um, I, I just didn't know those existed, right? You know, just out there looking like a 80s hairdo, <laughs> just flowy and long. The straightest, hair, <laughs> the straightest hair on my body is my armpit hair, and that still looks like the head of a mixed child, you know, just bushy. <laughs> and just alive with volume. <laughs> Britney Spears, her, her father lost a, a bid to ha have complete financial control over all of her, you know, investments. Um, finally making him a worse father than Luke Skywalker's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I heard that song, Give Me More, was actually about getting phone plan data usage. Uh, <laughs> now she was like, give me, give me three, three G, give me three. <laughs> You know, the, the singing doesn't add. I do it for me. <laughs> I, I know that tanks the energy and I don't care because it's for mama. It's for mama bear. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um, so I, I was walking this dog and his name is Levi and somebody asked what his name was. And I was like, oh, his name is Levi. And then this guy goes, ah, is he Jewish? <laughs> and it's like he's a Maltese and so I get the confusion because he's white but it's like different you know <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, okay so I feel like the British are super roundabout oh my god it takes you like 15 minutes of like a British character talking before you realize that whether he's a good guy or a bad guy 
<laughs> you know, with Americans, it's just like, I hate puppies. You're like, all right, I get exactly <laughs> what he's about. Um, anyway, I'm gonna, how am I doing? I didn't yeah, way, way to prep for your set, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't have enough time, Mike. I didn't hit record. Damn it. Okay. I'm going to do one more joke. Um, every day, I, I Maria condoed my apartment. I got rid of everything that doesn't bring me joy. And now I live in fear of what essential kitchen item I threw out. <laughs> it is, I'm just like, you know what I was? I was like, this pizza cutter isn't cutting it anymore. And now it's like all my pizza are circles. <laughs> I just, I have no slices any longer. <laughs> anyway, that's been my time. Thank you so much, Ryan. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Shout out to the hey. charities. Love that Maltese thing. Love <laughs> that Maltese thing. But you have to know something. You know, you, you sent uh, Chuck scurrying, scurrying to Google to find out what you were talking about. For those of us, I mean, people like, you know, you ladies know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those jokes, you know, it's a little bit funny the first time and then it gets like really not funny and then it becomes really, really funny. Um, the You ladies thing. Um, Isn't that the title of your first album? <laughs> Maltese, they're like white but different. No, no. <laughs> I couldn't spell that. I looked, couldn't fit that I looked like um, I was the 16 year old boy in uh, Sound of Music. That's what I looked like. People were shouting at me to sing Tomorrow Belongs to Me from the, from the audience. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I did. I looked like a Hitler youth, and, um, which is unfortunate because I have, this, I have a, I'm the soul of a black soul singer. I'm trapped in a white man's body. That's a problem. But we'll get it. We'll get into that on another show because I have to bring our next act up. Why? Because he could snap me like a twig and I'm not pissing him off. Plus it's his last week in the Colorado area so he could kill me and before the body started, oh. smell be living in <laughs> <laughs> You have the smell of a dead body of you in Kentucky. That's one of the requirements for running for governor. So um, uh, please welcome, if you will, uh, <laughs> the son of a preacher man. The only man yeah. that loved me. He was just kind of a freak that. Oh, oh, the Bobby McGee of comedy. Yes, that's right. Uh, he's on, he's uh, on his way to jump off the Tallahatchie Bridge. I'm saying he's from the South. That's what I'm saying, folks. Uh, actually, he's from Colorado, if I remember correctly. But he's, hey, moving, yeah. he's moving to the South because um, he's trying to, as an evangelical Christian, he's trying to get as far away from democracy as he can. No. Um, <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, Jake Hovis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. I wish I could get an introduction like Jessica. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> Mine only dragged on for three minutes, and he gave me I don't know how many references that went <laughs> right over my head. <laughs> hey, old-timey this and old-timey that. Okay. <laughs> Hey, you know what I say on the show? You don't just laugh at an open mic, you learn. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I got some jokes. 
for everybody. Uh, I'm a, I was a hungry kid. My first words were seconds. <laughs> uh, my mom would always take me to the grocery store uh, just so that they, she could like point at me when she's buying four gallons of milk. Like, I'm not a hoarder. Look at this thing. <laughs> issue. Oh, <laughs> uh, she would buy those little Debbie snack cakes. And one time they almost made it all the way home. <laughs> Did you know those things had wrappers on it? I didn't find that out until I was a adult. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> you don't just laugh, you learn. You learn. <laughs> oh man, oh man. I mean, I I was always came running when she filled up the trough. I mean, just <laughs> just Kool Aid and and hamburger helper as far as the eye could see. <laughs> <laughs> like this will make you big and strong. Well, I'm at least big, so <laughs> there's that. Oh, my mom would would like bribe me with food. Like, hey, if you're, would she take me to church? And she says, hey, if you're good, uh, we're gonna go to KFC. <laughs> I try, I don't, I don't talk. I try not to breathe. I get saved eight times. I am just in it. <laughs> Let's go to KFC. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I've been reminiscing about uh, uh, movie theaters. I, I can't wait to get back to movie theaters. That was so much fun. But the thing with the movie theaters is they're getting too fancy well, first of all, the amount of popcorn at a movie theater comes in two sizes, either just feed bag or industrial bucket. <laughs> which one do you want? You're going to be eating for the next hour and a half. So which of these is your pace? <laughs> it's like, hey, I've had every meal since I was three years old in front of the TV. So <laughs> why stop now? oh <laughs> uh, but the the movie theaters are getting too fancy with the the reclining chairs have you been to the movie theater with the recliners yeah the worst I, i'm six eight so the the thing is hitting me like below the shoulder blades in the back ridiculous <laughs> and i would say i'm a little bit um more voluptuous <laughs> Than perhaps this chair was designed for. <laughs> they put the they put the the control the buttons to do the reclining mechanism on the inside of the armrest. <laughs> so I'm so juicy that I'm spilling out <laughs> into, and I have to I have to cup my hand like I'm feeding a goat at a petting zoo, and put it over the button the entire movie. Otherwise, I will just hit it and completely lay back <laughs> and have my feet hanging off like I'm in a World War II gurney or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ridiculous. But they're trying to make the thing more comfortable. It's like, hey, you're watching a movie. Why don't you eat the whole time and lay down? <laughs> like, <laughs> What's next? A catheter? <laughs> Might as well. I brought my own this time. Okay. Oh, 
Let's see. Oh, I had a, uh, my first car was a Mercury, uh, 1972 Mercury Montego. That company doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this was in 2004 <laughs> when I had this car. The, the weird thing about this car, a lot of weird things about this car, but they had a hidden gas, like gas tank. It was underneath the, the license plate. Right. So you had to, you had to like peel down the license plate and then un- it was like I was giving the car an enema. <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt very non consensual whenever I filled this thing up, <laughs> like peeling down its little metal underwear. Uh, it was, it was crazy. I, I drove it for a few months and the whole time I'm driving it, people are flashing their lights at me. I'm thinking, yeah, big man, nice car. Yeah, I had my brights on. <laughs> Could not figure out how to turn them off. And this is like, I don't even know. I had to go to the library to figure out how to turn. I had to ask one of the homeless guys where they kept the car manuals because they're the only ones that know anything. I had to get out a microfiche <laughs> to figure out how to turn the, the, and it was like this weird button on the floorboard that you like move your one foot all the way to the left and stamped on this button. Yeah, that's. I, I'm glad you guys are out of business. Uh, quite frankly, okay. I got I got three more jokes for you. Uh, these are kind of one-liners. Uh, in high school, I could dunk, but so few people wanted to get baptized. <laughs> I uh, I hate peanuts. I hate pecans. I hate pea soup. Basically, if you add urine to anything, I'm out. (laughs) Uh, The other day, I got so upset that I threw up. I also threw Toy Story and A Bug's Life. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. I'm Jake. Ladies and gentlemen, and here's here's the bad news. Um, Jake and his family, uh, his family of tiny wife and tiny dogs, um, are uh, moving to Kentucky, apparently to join a circus where they have a huge, a huge man and his tiny family. They're just on display. Um, anyway, they're moving, but for real, they're moving to Kentucky and they're going to move very soon. So, uh, please pray that the pandemic keeps going so that we'll be able to have him on a show for quite a while to come. Um, and uh, he's a lovely man you should all get to know if you're ever in Kentucky look him up he won't be hard to find um, uh, so unless or, or, I mean they could just go limp and my gravitational pull will just get them to me absolutely <laughs> that's absolutely true there's I, uh, so I'm, much good fried chicken in Kentucky <laughs> <laughs> You're going to want to go to Indies. I forgot to tell you last night. It's uh, Indies. Indian uh, a family that makes fried chicken. It's a chain in Louisville. It's off the hook. Interesting. You don't just laugh, you learn. <laughs> Sometimes you only learn. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I was going to type this into the chat, but I'll say it anyways. We were talking about, um, when I say Billy Joe McAllister, um, he's jumping off the Tallahassee, it's a reference to a song from the 70s, maybe even the 60s. And um, 
yeah, that was a time when uh, I was also alive and learning things, just like I am now. Um, so uh, Sukumar was talking about how he, he knew about Billy Joe McAllister. And I, I would assume he probably lived in India at the time or. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the, I, I should say the subcontinent, because God knows uh, tempers flare when you say somebody from Pakistan is from India or India is from Pakistan. And yeah, there's a good part of the sub subcontinent and the bad part. <laughs> yeah, and um, my whole point being that you knew who Billy Joe McAllister was, and it was because uh, Sukumar's family was, uh, they were pen pals across the continents. <laughs> Allister family. Uh, Sukumar, would write, Sukumar wrote letters to Billy Joel. Uh, he wrote letters to Billy Joel. That's why he jumped. He, yeah. <laughs> He wrote letters to Billy Joe, and then the postmaster would read them to the family. They would keep them, they'd treasure them. Um, <laughs> they had a special place in the trailer where they just kept the letters from Sukumar. Um, and at any rate, uh, this has been a lovely show from my point of view. And um, I don't think there's another performer on the bill tonight. Um, when is Jessica it, coming up? Uh, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica is doing a show across the hall, so she was not able to come make it to the show this week. <laughs> She's, uh, and you know, everybody was great. And uh, I guess we should probably turn off the YouTube at this point. And, uh, and if anybody wants to stick around. Can we do uh, a silly photo for the YouTube? <laughs> So one last oh a silly photo for the youtube yeah close with the silly photo that yeah we can put everybody put your put your view on uh gallery view and then uh chuck will what you want to do a one two three please yeah go. one two three whatever you want for a fun post do, i like do what you're doing do a one everybody. two three and then tell but before you do the one two three tell them what kind of face you want them to make uh and whatever they want to do because uh, look jake is doing great at it <laughs> yeah. by the way if anybody's wondering that is a bass violin he has this hand <laughs> so one two, two three yeah! perfect thank you everybody um